understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. Your hosts, James Gable and Brandon Thompson, are here to bring you enlightenment to the topic of communication. Good morning. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, James. This is an early morning session for us, too. Yeah, we're doing it. We are. We're definitely doing it. We're, 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 we're caffeinated up. We are, too. It is really funny how we're morning people, and yet we do not record normally in the morning. We kind of record in the afternoon or the evening. That is kind of weird. I read a book, and it had to do with finding your green zone. And if you do your your best work in your green zone, know what it is because it moves back mm-hmm. and forth. And you're absolutely right. We have, to the course of this podcast, given our worst time zone. <laughs> <laughs> Dare we say we work in the red zone? <laughs> so just imagine this is going to be the best of the best, right? Oh, obviously. Right? All right. So what are we discussing today, Jim? Today, we're going to talk about the art of conversation. The art of conversation? Yep. We're going to choose that word art? No. I was oh. hoping you were going to correct me. Correct me. Okay. You well, enjoy doing that so much. I do. But so we we are going to talk about the art of conversation. However, we do want to change the word of art because art's difficult. You know what I mean? Like we're not artists. I'm I can't. Not an I, I can't paint. I can't draw. I can't sculpt. I can't. Uh, I don't know what else, you know, artists do. <laughs> we don't even know what they yeah, do. No, like I can't I, like, okay. For instance, I work at a coffee shop. You think I can do latte art? Absolutely not. Well, it just takes practice. I, well, see, right? I, get, I get excited when I get the little dot on the flat white. I'm like, uh-huh. That's the good stuff right there. Well, and it's really thinking about the idea of art as well, too. I get this preconceived notion of an artist, right? Mm-hmm. But I've heard the word wordsmith. That's that's a kind of another – we should throw that in our catchphrases. Okay, is the wordsmith. Is wordsmith. Okay. Let me, I'm going to take this document and wordsmith and I'll get it out to you guys later this afternoon. Okay. You know, basically making it sound like they're this artist of words and they're going to craft them out of steel and wood and then give it back to us. I mean, that's – A smithing that. of words. A smithing of words or like a joust. I was like a, when you go back and forth with somebody, right? Like I was pretty sure like the joust, like the uh, – or not necessarily like a joust, but like a, a fight. Um, like in The Princess Bride oh, with yeah. uh, Rodrigo Montoya and uh, whatever the main character's name is. Uh-huh. The, 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 and the Dread Pirate the Roberts. Robert, yeah, Robert, there uh-huh. you go. The Dread Pirate Roberts. And, he's like, and they do the little the jousting back and forth. That's that's always what I think we need to have a back and forth conversation with somebody. But wordsmithing too, if you're just going to take it and you're going to hammer away on the anvil. Well, like a blacksmith, which yeah. that does take it to the form of kind of being an art. But I think we wanted to kind of turn it around a little bit and really call it the skill of conversation. Okay. Because skills you can learn. A blacksmith isn't born a blacksmith. He might have been in the Middle middle Ages times because that's what dad did. Uh, so that's, he, that's he was going to go do what dad okay. did. But it's still a skill that he learned by growing up and being around it. And really the skill of conversation is our topic today because it's lacking. I, I would agree. I, uh, and I don't, we, we, we initially kind of just jumped to blaming it on phones, but I don't necessarily think phones are the full problem because there's definitely been times where I've been like, you know, in a setting, like, you know, dinner table setting or just a setting around other people. And I'll scroll through my phone and I'll find something that I can then say and add to said conversation. But I almost think it's our attention span or, or maybe just like a lack of, Social awareness kind of a thing. It could even fall all the way back to how you were raised as well. Your Mm -hmm. family life, home life. Because I think that's where you learn, can learn potentially the art 
or the skill of conversation initially around the table, you know, conversations don't happen around dinner tables anymore. Like we've even seen it at restaurants where everybody's got their phone out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I go back to every night when I got home, my mom cooked dinner and my dad sat there and my mom sat there and sometimes my brothers, but they're a little bit older than me. And we would uh, <laughs> sit in silence, but that was the opportunity, that idea. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of conversation, but that's the idea that you see a lot of families that are doing that and talking about that type of conversation around the dinner table. Those things don't happen anymore. No. And even um, right, right now, I should say right now, we'll, one of us will cook dinner, right? And then it tends to be, this is our time to like catch up on a show that we're missing or whatever. So we'll go eat dinner at the coffee table and we'll watch a show. And it's not like we're not talking to each other. Because normally, depending on how it goes, one of us is cooking dinner while the other one's like mm-hmm. just now getting home from. So we'll have conversation then. But like even at the dinner table, we're not necessarily having a conversation. We're trying to we're watching something, and it's not it's not like a face to face kind of a thing, you know. So yeah, it's a it's it's changed. We recently got a kitchen table again. We didn't have one for a lot of years, and now have sat down and I've had dinner with my wife, mm-hmm. and it's created it. It naturally was the setting. For us to have conversations that we weren't having before in front of the coffee table and stuff like that. So there is settings that go about presenting that, but there's also that skill that goes along with it. And that's what kind of sparked the idea for this topic today is I was working with a young gentleman who had this natural art and it was, it was unusual for me to have this, to be in the situation where he's like, so we got any plans for the weekend? You know, how long you've been here? He just was asking these kind of conversation starters, asking me questions. It's not that I'm not used to talking. We know that, right? Yeah, but, no, you, you have a podcast. You're never used to talking. No, I guess that's sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Pre- Another shout out to our previous episode. But the idea is it was so unusual for me that it stuck out that here's a, here's a, a kid who young gentleman mm-hmm. who really must have learned this through his family life. Uh, it didn't seem like he was, you know, intentionally do it. It didn't look like he was, you know, necessarily trained. I don't know. I, we didn't really talk about it, but it was such a rarity that it is certainly now a topic to talk about being able to engage in conversation throughout a day Mm -hmm. and not necessarily just small talk, but like actual meaningful conversations, right? Like if you're on a job site or if you're in a work environment, you need to be able to like talk about work, talk about a job and have these conversations lead to a conclusion or something like that. And then obviously small talk does help to create a rapport, but like the conversation isn't just small talk. It's not just like, how do you navigate through, you know, the, the whining and the dining and they're like, I'm going out for an evening with my pinky up and I just need to get through it. It's not just that. <laughs> get through it. Well, you know, like, it's like, oh, I got to go smooge the boss over here now. I gotta, it's not just a small talk. It's actually like leading these conversations and leading to get to the end goal and that kind of stuff. Like to have something productive come out of these conversations. Yeah. And really be engaged <laughs> and engage your listener, engage yourself and really make it a lot more fun. Really. And, you yeah. know, there's been times we've talked about the person who is just always doing the talking and then you can't wait to get out or the negative person, you know, mm-hmm. you can't wait to get away from that, but to actually have engaging conversation. And what was interesting is there is an almost a natural progression in trying to have this as a skill of conversation. So there's really six points that we're going to talk about today in helping guide the uncommon communicator to develop their skills Mm -hmm. of conversation. Yeah. So number one says lead with a compliment. Why would we lead with a compliment, James? Well, I love the idea of leading with a compliment. It's a positive way to start it. Looking at, especially in your uh, work situation, 
to have a conversation starter, you're not always going to ask, how's your day going, right? Mm -hmm. Because we've talked about this before, like maybe they're going to unload on you. Maybe that's too deep in that relationship for you to be asking for that one, or maybe they're ready to unload. But it's what a great way to start with a compliment. Man, I really like that hat. I like that shirt. Those type of compliments really get that conversation started on a positive note. And it leaves them something to talk about as Mm -hmm. well, too. That's a good looking Mac Jones jersey there. Yeah, Mac Jones, bench guy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, we've been zapped. It's all about Bailey Zappy now. (laughs) We've moved on. (laughs) We need to get some more listeners in the New England area. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So, Bailey Zappy, guys, how about that? Anyway, no, but so leading with a compliment is a great way to do it because it's the same thing, like even at work work or whatever, right? Like, I like your shoes, I like this or whatever. Because then you can actually go, where'd you get them? Like, how long have you had them? Like, you know. And then it brings the whole outfit in there or something like that. It's a great way to just get them to respond to you immediately. Which leads to number two, Let's, which is embracing the small talk. Mm-hmm. It, asking or giving that compliment and then asking that question along with it. You need to embrace that small talk. Mm-hmm. Really getting into this kind of uh, almost like a warm up. It's kind of like warming up your truck. Yeah, you know, you or like there, priming the lawnmower. Back to pulling the chain on yeah, the lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, we're, you're going to hit the primer button and then we're going to yank this thing and go. Yeah, but in the case of like my my truck, I'll go out, turn it on. That thing will run for five, ten minutes because mm-hmm. it's a big old truck. And then it has to take that time to warm. You're warming up mm-hmm. to that individual in this conversation. Yeah, and uh, and I will say that you can talk about the weather when you're regarding small talk. But it, you have to be smart about this because it can't just be... What great weather we're having. That doesn't work. No. Always be specific, right? And that's the key to that. Or like have like an opinion on the weather, if that makes any sense, right? Like I hate, I hate cold. Like I hate, I hate just like cold with no reason. If it's cold and snowing, great. Cause then at least I have a reason for my suffering. (laughs) If it's like cold without snow, then this is, it's just like bitter. You're just like angry and it's just miserable. It's not fun. So, you know, say something like that and then have them either agree, disagree, whatever, because then they have they have an opportunity to respond in this conversation. And I, for me, the weather talk is kind of the last resort. Is it? When we're talking about embracing the small talk, the nice part is that you are just where you were going. It's that progression where we're going to lead to a deeper conversation. We're kind of going to get that out of the way mm-hmm. so you can go into that deeper conversation. I consider myself a pretty good conversationalist. I had an hour and 15-minute drive out to Fort Morgan with a gentleman that I had just met. And on the way back... Besides the silence that I was trying to uh, work through, you know, short answers, maybe I wasn't asking the questions right. But one of the things that came up, it eventually it's like, sure is. You know, I said, man, it sure is dry out here. You know, so we haven't had rain in a while. Yep, is what I got. So Aye. he did not engage in it's that conversation. <laughs> and I had, that's because I had ended on weather. I had nothing left to go with. Well, but, you know, and, and like if you're going to, again, but if you're going to talk about the weather, talk about what you can do with the weather, right? So if it's 90 some odd degrees outside, be like, nah, man, I'm going to go to the, 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 the rec center. I'm going to go swimming. I'm going to go out biking because you in, enjoy miserable pain if you're going to go biking in 90 degree weather. I don't, you know, but like things like that, like you can discuss what you're going to do with the weather. It's not just the weather specifically. Is that, you know, like lead into things, have other options and other avenues that while the weather can be the topic, you need to branch out and go down the other trails. Yeah. Or you can talk about events that you're attending or, you know, comment about a food or a drink if you're out with somebody Mm -hmm. or always have, you know, kind of those in your queue to be prepared for, to have that small talk. Always have them kind of ready and easy to pull out things that you want to talk about, but still going to the point of 
you know, you want to make it about them. You know, you're leading with that compliment. You're now embracing kind of that small talk. But here, I think, and this was is in the middle of our six things that we're going to talk about, which is the asking lots of questions. Yeah, you need to be able to. You don't necessarily have to be in the driver's seat of the conversation, but you have to be maybe the engine or the gas pedal as it goes, right? Because asking questions is going to cause them to respond to you. Ideally, you know, every now and then you can get the yeps. But if you ask the right questions, you're almost like the motor that's driving that conversation. Like they might be the one hitting the gas pedal, but you are the gas pedal itself. And this is probably in the case of... You know, somebody who maybe isn't that talkative or used to that mm-hmm. conversation or maybe easily distracted. But I've got a couple of really good quotes here. Conversations are or questions are conversational lubricant. Yeah. Right. You just you're greasing the wheels every single time you do it. It's it's the, because it, it causes them to say something right. Like you, a conversation doesn't happen if someone's not talking. And we've talked about questions in previous podcasts as well, too. Yes, but another callback. <laughs> Well, try to be specific and inquisitive as possible is just another kind of note in asking questions. But the idea is that you're genuinely listening, Mm -hmm. right? You're paying attention enough to ask genuine questions that are going to help guide that conversation with that individual. And the whole thing is really about that empowerment thing. You know, if you're asking them questions about things that they are interested in, it's going to empower them and give them energy to really continue that conversation. And there was also ask open-ended questions very well don't ask the uh, one word answers because that conversation is very very dull and dry do you enjoy the weather we're having james yes cool (laughs) you know it's just open-ended questions are great and this is not an insult to people but people also just kind of like to talk to like talk about themselves and talk about what they're doing it's just a natural kind of a thing uh so if you're a good conversationalist or if you're going to learn these skills let someone talk about themselves, right? Ask them questions about them. Ask them questions about what they like to do and stuff like that. Because then if you get them talking about themselves, again, people will just kind of talk about themselves naturally. The, well, for the most part, that's somebody's favorite topic. Yeah. Themselves. I mean, dude, I like me. Yeah. It's yeah. Obviously. <laughs> it's, if you don't like you, who's going to like you? Everybody does. And that's the point is to get people talking about themselves, about those type of topics and why are we doing this? Because we want to create that conversation. We want to have that connection. And all of that is driven by being able to ask questions, be interested, uh, truly interested and curious about what they have to say. What's the next one? Be nice. What? Yeah, I know. It kind of sounds stunning, but not a lot of people like to talk to rude people. Right. Right. Like if you, if I say hello and then I, I get back, what's up, butt face? Like that's not very, that's not very polite. How do you respond to that? Right? I, I, do, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not going to respond with like, oh, your shoes are great today. <laughs> you know, like it's the, the conversation might just end right there. I, I mean, well, I don't really need to elaborate or, you know, go deep in with somebody that just called me a butt face. That's not very nice. Well, and that's, you think that would fit everywhere, but it's not. Some people need to hear that. You want to keep it you know, light. You want to be nice. You want to have the right posture when doing that as well, too. You know, you want to make sure you're not crossing your arms. You want to make sure that you're just totally obvious about the fact that you're being nice to them. Smiling doesn't hurt no. when you're having a conversation, especially within the active listening side. If somebody's telling a story or answering the question that you got and you're smiling back at them, you're almost kind of giving them go juice to keep going, right? Like, I'm really enjoying this. Dude, and I will also say that's something I'm terrible at. 
uh, I can I can very much be in a conversation with somebody, and it's not like I'm not listening and I'm very engaged, but I won't smile back. <laughs> um, I I remember my goodness at uh, big time my first job. We we liked to put a lot of the the girls on register mainly because they're good at smiling and just like nodding their head or whatever, and they're just whether they're engaged or not, it doesn't matter. They're a lot better at smiling than all the dudes were. Like all all those guys were just horrible. Like we could talk about it, we could be engaged, but none of us were gonna smile. <laughs> none of us were gonna like look necessarily pleasant while we we're doing it. But they're so good about just like smiling and either faking it or whatever. But looking engaging and being like nice because you just do like you're gonna talk to somebody that's smiling. You, very few, very few times you walk up to the person that's frowning and go, "Oh, it's gonna be a great. This is a great person to talk to. I can't wait to hear what this person's gonna say while they're frowning." Well, and I've had that plenty of times on the job site, not morning people. You know, hey, good morning. What's good about it? You know, <laughs> it's, but their life is miserable every day of the week because mm-hmm. they make it miserable. Yeah. So you're given an opportunity in creating that conversation to uh, I always take that to try to lighten them up, kind of get them to joke. Sometimes you never get past that point. No. But the idea is you come in with that energy. And I, I'm going to say this to the uncommon communicator. Don't be that person. Yeah, don't be you the know, negative knowing. That's why we're working on being, you know, the skill of conversation. You're going to just be a happier person, especially if, and this has been uh, unfortunate uh, proven scientific fact that if you smile, it affects your mood. Yeah. So just smiling alone. So if you take that attitude and take that idea that I'm going to smile while that other person is talking, you're going to put yourself in a better mood. Unless you purposely want to walk around in a funk, then again, nobody's going to want to talk to you. That's it. Yeah. All right. Number five, let the other person do the talking. That's, again, a, yeah. that's a huge point. Well, yeah, you don't want to interrupt them, right? This, And I'm not saying that you should obviously just like ask questions, nod your head, say, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, right? Because that's not a good conversation. That's just the other person talking at you. But you need to – you should ask questions, wait for a response. You can possibly give your own response depending on how the – you know, depending on what's going on. But the whole point is that you need to let the other person talk because they're contributing just like you're contributing. It's not – it's like the uh, – when you what, what are the train tracks where you have like those the pulley things when the guys are like they're pushing up and down on the yeah from the cartoon from the cartoon uh, movies right? that you yeah. watch yeah yeah it doesn't work if one person just pushes down the whole time <laughs> someone else has to, like it has to go back up so they can push back down that again. is very true it is a back and forth right yeah. but the idea of letting the other person doing the talking goes back to the asking the questions you're letting them talk that's what kind of stirred this because two things kind of happened in this last week if we've talked about this topic. One is that, you know, that gentleman who was asking the question. I was unaccustomed to doing answering questions. I'm Mm -hmm. used to typically asking them. So I really enjoyed the fact that he was genuinely interested in me. And then I had another conversation with another gentleman where we were, there was some back and forth, but every time it was my turn to talk, it goes back to that. Oh, I'm sorry. Did the uh, middle of my sentence interrupt the beginning of yours? Mm-hmm. Like it was that thinking about the next thing. And it wasn't a question. The next thing that needed that didn't need to be said is a thing that had to be said or felt like it needed to be said. So there's that interruption at the end of every one of my statements. Mm-hmm. That's not engaging for me. Mm-hmm. Clearly you're not listening when that's going on and that you're not letting that person talk all the way to the end. And I actually tried purposely to let it go to the awkward silence to let it finish. Mm-hmm. It took longer than I thought. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you, know, you have to be intentionally present in these conversations and you have to be like an open-minded listener too. You can't just kind of, you know, come in and out and have your own mindset up in there. Cause otherwise you're, the conversation is not going to be utterly fantastic. The, a one-sided conversation is not a good conversation. It's not. And we've talked about some of this before that 
if you're if you're always on that one side of conversation, me personally, I think that person doesn't care and I'm going to avoid that person. Mm-hmm. You need to have that back and forth. And sometimes there's not a connection. But what still blows my mind, and especially as we talk about the skill of conversation, is that people feel the need to one side it. They're going to mm-hmm. preach, talk. Whatever. Sometimes I think they don't like that uncomfortable silence, but for the most part, it's they genuinely don't care what you have to say. Yep. And that's unfortunate. And that does not create that pumping emotion that you're talking about. Yeah. With the, I picture the cartoon yeah. on the railroad tracks, but it is a back and forth. And that back and forth should be genuine to make sure that you're both engaging in that conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. And lastly, but not least, keep it light. And we kind of touched on this already, but, you know, have a positive attitude. Yeah. Uh, call back to the com- Uncommon Communicator episode. But, you know, be positive, man. Uh, if I, I have several customers that come in on a regular basis, and they're just they're negative all the time. And I don't ask them how their day is going because I'm going to get a negative response. Uh, I don't ask them what they're getting up to because it. I'm getting up to something terrible. Something wrong is going on. I have to, fi- you know, my fence blew down. I have to fix my fencing. It's not, you know, just whatever it is. Uh, and so I, you know, I tend to just kind of, is this what you want? All right. We're going to do the usual. That's fine. You know, we'll have it out to you in just a minute. Like, I don't want to have that conversation because I know that I'm just going to get negative responses. And I'm not here to say that every conversation has to be positive. Yo, you know, everybody's got their bad days. I'm, Absolutely. I've definitely had the conversation where, what are you getting up to today? Oh, we're going to a funeral, you know, not a fun time. I understand that. And you kind of, you just, you give like a bit of a softball response. And some people are more than willing to either a open up or, you know, just have a, have a talk with you about it. And it's not necessarily a fun conversation, but it doesn't necessarily need to be like the most negative thing ever either. Right. And I, and I've heard that had those conversations where somebody immediately starts complaining about something. And I think it's different than saying, man, I got a funeral to go to. That's a whole can of worms, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to have that individual who will complain about everything. Everything goes wrong in their life and they're going to complain about it. Um, recently, you know, met a gentleman who was talking about some previous, you know, employers where uh, it, was, it was like a lot of negativity. And I just met the guy. Yeah. So what is that kind of his take on everything? He didn't come up with the positive things of where he was at. Yeah. He was talking about that negative thing. Well, that negativity pushes people away. People gravitate towards the positive person because they want to have that in their lives. And even the people that are negative, that's why, you know, looking back at The Energy Bus, which is a book by John Gordon, it's a fantastic message woven in this horribly written fable. Mm-hmm. But either way, the idea is you don't want people, nobody wants to hang around those negative no. people. But when you find those positive people, you're going to pull everybody along with you. you do. And I got to the point in my positive journey that if I see that negativity, I'll call it out. I'm like, what's wrong with you today? Yeah. You know, you have to stop it, call it out. But these are not things that people are gravitating towards. No, I, I still have a conversation or not really a conversation. I still get the lecture on how our app sucks almost every time one customer comes in. Every time you're at the same sucks. customer, do same customer complaining about it like every time you see them about two times a week, and it's your app sucks. You think they would figure it out by now? The app's terrible. I don't even know why I still use this thing, bro. I heard this all yesterday. It's the same thing. <laughs> we can move on. It's okay. And you know, and that's just got or he he watches sports. Broncos are terrible this season. Yeah, man, I get that. But, you know, you could have a chance to turn it around. Delvin Gordon didn't fumble this week. That's a plus. You know, I, something like that. It just, it, no one likes a negative Nelly. Um, and I'm not, and, and even, even some negative conversations can still, you can have negative conversations, but it's not all the time. 
You're going to have those. Like yeah. we're not saying that you're going to push away from those, but this specifically in the skill of conversation, you're going to have a conversation with somebody, probably somebody you don't know very well. What we didn't do at the beginning, and we're going to do now, we're going to recap those because we did that. We're just conversational, right? Yeah. See if you're paying attention. But let's talk about the six things that are the skills of conversation. Well, the first one is lead with a compliment. All right. And then we also have number two is embrace the small talk, which some people complain about. Number three, ask lots of questions. Mm-hmm. Number four, be nice because, you know, nice. Nice is nice. nice. I was like, nice works, man. It's nice. always nice. Number five is let the other person do the talking. Yep. All right. Call and response kind of deal. Yep. And then number six, like we just said, is keep it light. Be positive. L- like my blood type, be positive. You're be positive? No, not a clue. Not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put that out there wrong. Uh, you don't want to yeah. give us any wrong information. That's a that's a, uh, that's a Ryan Reynolds joke, actually. In, I think, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. He was like, oh, man. He's like, I'm bleeding pretty bad. He's just like, can you can you bring like a blood pack? It's uh, my, my blood type's just like my outlook on life. Be positive. <laughs> anyway, it's just. If don't, you, don't do that if it's not your blood type. That is, <laughs> we are not a medical show. Uh, do no. not take medical advice. But I think those are really six good tips on developing the skill to help you become the artist of conversation. conversation. Yeah. It's all right. Well, so what is our UC moment of the day? The conversation is a skill, not an art. I love that. That's all I got. That's all I got. See, See you bye. bye.